Hello and welcome Inspired Podcast Community. This is your new episode. My name is Caroline and my today's interview guest is Greg Gonzalez. Thank you so much. We oh, that's great. The, yeah, you are here, you are here. We didn't talk for, it was one year ago when we were involved in the book project Circle of the One. You see it in the background there on the windowsill. It is finished now, published volume one. And you helped me in, a, I think it was one session or two. I don't really remember. It felt like two sessions, but we were in contact also on WhatsApp. And you helped me to get in the writing process, in the creative process. So mm -hmm. I would like you to introduce yourself to the audience, please. Well, sure. Well, th thank you so much, Caroline, for allowing me to join you. It's a pleasure to be here, and it's great to see you again. Um, again, my name is Greg Gonzalez, and I am the founder and creator of the Speakeasy Method. And so mm -hmm. Caroline got a chance to experience my work where really my focus is, is on helping people who have a story to tell, but maybe struggle with doing it in their own authentic way through writing that so many of us struggle with. And I have just found that when you unlock the power of your voice, your story has a way of coming to life that is really, um, again, it's that true authentic story that comes out naturally, but we do it in a very deliberate way through questions. And the questions that I bring in could be so much about what's your story about, who is it for, why is this important? And allowing yourself to answer in fullness that you don't really do when you write sometimes. We get very self-critical, we get very judgmental on ourselves, but when we're in conversation with someone, it seems to come out very easily, and hence the speakeasy uh, part of the work. And so for Caroline's project, it was this idea of creating a chapter and really just helping her create, I think of it as just kind of the, the foundation of what that chapter will be. So we're not necessarily writing it per se, um, that's going to be the finished product, but we're getting the energy of what she wants to say out. And so when I work with people, that's really what I'm helping them do is to start powerfully, authentically, flowingly, um, and, and just capturing those in these recordings and then transcribing everything you say and then handing it back to you as your first draft. So really what you and I did was so much about just this idea of what the chapter is about and allowing your voice to really do the writing for you. So that's really the nature of my work, is helping people tap into that self-expression with their voice to tell a story. Wow, this is amazing that you explained exactly what my question was about. I didn't ask for it. I didn't ask the question. It was like um, two hours ago I explained or I, I told someone that we are going to have this interview. And I said, yeah, he helped me a lot with my writing, but I don't know exactly what he did because, yeah, I know we had the session and you asked me questions, but it had, for me, it had nothing to do with my, with the story, let's say mm -hmm. the story, it was questions to, um, to trigger, uh, to trigger my, my inspiration also. And that's so much of what it is. I think that for a lot of people, just getting into that inspirational creative space mm -hmm. is difficult. You know, we think, okay, I need to write and I need to follow a structure. And you almost feel like you're back in school, like I'm being graded and it has to be perfect. And I just find that when you just have a simple conversation and tap into that connection with somebody, and then they can just speak 
half the time when I work with people, they're not even aware they're writing, but they are. Because when you're talking, your words are going across my screen that I will then turn back over to you as your written words. So when you and I are talking and sharing that expression of where you just allow yourself to not overthink and just answer questions fully is fascinating to me. Again, it may not necessarily make it into the final draft, but it, like you said, it, it's inspiring, it's motivating. It helps you see the fullness of what it is that you ultimately want to say because you're allowing your voice to express in a way that your writing may not necessarily do, if that makes sense. Yes, and this was completely new for me. And all mm -hmm. started with the decision and saying yes to the unknown. And, you know, I would say the process was to unblock the light or un unblock something that the light can uh, flow also, the energy. Mm -hmm. And then I was open to for the for the writing, for the for the just putting it into words. Yeah, yep. thank you so much. And my, my next question is what inspired you? <laughs> wow. So, so my inspiration to do this work has always been because I love to learn about people. Um, I've always been one that um, when I meet somebody new, I want to know everything. And my questions will be everything, not just what do you do, but why do you do it? Um, I love to learn who inspires you and why. You know, I think that we sometimes get so caught up in our society of just being relegated to our phones and everything is on demand and quick and, but we don't really show up fully. And I think that when you just step into that circle with someone and connect with them in a way that just brings an intentional energy, compassion and empathy for me is something that I think is a huge element to connect. I, that's always been something that I have done naturally. And so to do work where my ability to connect with people, but then my curiosity for people comes in. So to me, I think of it as compassionate curiosity that is my superpower to help bring out that story within people. So I, I'm inspired by you. I'm inspired by people that I get to connect with on a daily basis. I get to hear the most amazing stories from people simply from just asking them a question. And I think that what I also try to provide is that lens into how powerful that story and just you as a person truly are from allowing yourself to speak openly. And so I get moments of awe throughout my day just because of my ability to connect with people and, uh, and creating that safe space for them to share. So I'm inspired by the people I work with. I'm inspired by the world because I think that just being curious and not judgmental is um, kind of a lesson that I've learned from myself is to allow yourself to look at the world and ask a few questions and see what comes to the surface. So I just, I'm constantly inspired. And so my work is just a byproduct of that inspiration. Wow, I love what you said. And you know how inspiration connects people as well, because this podcast came to me four weeks ago by intuition and, and the title also came and I thought what is connecting everyone or what what is needed in order to when you think about you want to take action or what are you doing the whole day long and what what is this secret source and it's inspiration and if you are and you said you are constantly inspired mm -hmm. that inspires me that I am on the right path 
by doing the same thing, like talking to people, talking to you. This is yeah. nice. My next question is, who inspires you? But you already said um, <laughs> the question is, of course, of course, triggers to name some famous people. <laughs> I don't know if you go into that track. Yeah, no, I, I, I love asking people that question. So it helps me solidify my answer. I, I've always, I always go back to the greats. Um, sometimes the, uh, uh, the classics is, is a way to go. So I think that anyone who has tapped into their artistic expression of creativity and curiosity. So I think of people like Leonardo da Vinci, um, mm -hmm. someone who uh, loved to ask questions like Socrates back in the day. Um, I think that even modern day or at least relatively modern people who I think just chose to look at the world from a different lens, people like Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr., Mother Teresa, um, Nelson Mandela. I think that so much of what they contributed to the world came from them asking hard questions and maybe asking questions that they then posed on others to say, is this how we want to continue living? Is this how we as a society want to treat other people? Um, how, how do I want to treat myself? And how do I show up? What, what legacy am I going to leave? So I think that people like that who have taken this idea of compassionate curiosity and done something with it that has been inspirational, motivating, life-changing, I'm always in awe of those people who have, um, you know, taken it upon themselves to take this element of asking hard questions, but then seeking out their own answers. That those people inspire me greatly. Oh, that's really inspiring when you said so. Like Mother Teresa, <laughs> Teresa, she's she's known, uh, famous in the whole world, of course, mm -hmm. Martin Luther King and Gandhi. And I remember my son having a, an assignment at school and everyone had to pick a the topic was heroes. And these were except the persons you named. Oh, uh, yeah, everyone your son is inspiring. <laughs> That's wonderful. I think, yeah. But if I tell you the name now, I, I can top that or I can I can uh, we in Germany, we say to top something to to add something or whatever. My son's name is Nelson. Uh, yeah, you know, Nelson oh. Mandela. <laughs> This is inspiring enough to a uh, person who was in prison 28 years and, and then comes, of course, the inspiration and, mm -hmm. and imagination, of course. Yes. Without a doubt. Yeah. So I want to know, how do you inspire other people? I think that my work has shaped me and I mean, it shapes me daily in how I show up for people. I think that um, it really starts with kindness and allowing people to feel safe and seen and heard. And I think it even extends to strangers, people who you just happen to be standing in line at a grocery store or you're getting a, a coffee and your barista is making your coffee, like how you show up for people who you don't know can have an energy and a vibration. And I think that that's something that I bring into my session work with my clients, but it also extends into how I show up for my family, how I show up for friends. And I think that it's, it's that ability to connect. Um, when I talk to people about 
connection, it, it has to start with yourself. So I'm constantly working on how connected am I am, how connected am I to myself, which in turn then allows me to connect with those around me, my connection to the world in terms of nature and just the society as a whole. So I, that to me is something that I feel is a daily exercise. It's a practice. And I think that through meditation, through constant reading and learning and journaling, um, manifesting uh, affirmations. I mean, I have a whole morning practice that I use that to me are my tools to connect. And I think that if that's just something that we invest a little bit more time in for ourselves, I think that our ability to have that resonant vibration with others can truly be life-changing and society-changing, I believe, too. Yes, because it's a reflection. The, the connection to yourself and then in the outside world is a reflection of that. Sure. Yeah. And that's why I think the people I mentioned who inspire me, like Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela, Mother Teresa, Gandhi, these people had an energy to them. They didn't project it. Uh, like they didn't put on a, you know, a t-shirt that says, Hey, I am mother Teresa, pay attention to me. They just, they carried themselves each and every day and everything that they did with intention. And so mm -hmm. when I think about how we connect to me, it's, um, and I may have shared this with you, Caroline, back when we first met, but I'm always preaching my redefinite, my new definition of AI is not artificial intelligence. It's attention and intention. And I think that when we apply what we think about our head and our heart and what we feel to anything, it, it strengthens that connection to whatever that thing is. So it could be taking a shower. It could be reading. It could be cooking. It could be conversation with a loved one. How much thought are you putting into what you're doing? Like, and, and like your presence of being there, but then what does it feel like when you're actually doing it? And I think that when you bridge the head and the heart to any activity, any practice you're doing, it's just going to raise that level of vibration and connectivity to it. So to me, that has been something that I try to bring into everything that I do. When I journal, when I do a podcast, when I um, meditate, am I applying AI to it? Mm -hmm. And that to me is my tool to connect On a, on a level that just, it just, to me, it facilitates joy. It brings mm -hmm. peace. It allows me to just be more mindful, um, happier. I mean, it really has changed my life, this ability to tap into the secrets of what is true connection really all about. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, it's AI, attention and intention. Oh, I love that so much attention and intention. I have to repeat it over and over again in yeah. order to memorize that attention is the currency. I was tempted to say the new currency, but it's not the new currency. It's the uh, currency of the universe. And intention is, you know, maybe this famous book, The Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer. I didn't read it yet, but <laughs> it's number one on my list. Or, you know, segment intention by Abram Hicks. Yeah. Um, intention. To set an intention every time you change your setting, like uh, like entering a new room, you set the intention first. Maybe you practice, maybe you mean this by practicing AI. Attention is clear. Staying in the present moment, focus totally, no distraction. Yeah. Yeah. 
I like this. I adapted immediately. <laughs> Good. That's, I mean, that's my, I, 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 if I could spend every minute of my day teaching AI to people, like I've thought about, you know, this would just be a great lesson to teach children and to teach um, adults that are struggling. Um, I'm constantly talking to my kids about, you know, when you have a stress at school, you know, mm -hmm. apply AI. Think about what is it that's going on? Why am I stressed? But then feel into it. Like, I don't tell them to negate mm -hmm. their feelings. Like, mm -hmm. okay, you're sad. You're depressed. You're angry. Okay, let's start getting curious. Let's figure out why. What is the cause of this? Can I change it? Is this something that I've contributed to? Um, do I have any control over it? Yes or no. And if I do, mm -hmm. will I change it? Can I change it? Will I change it? Is a huge question. If you can't change it, do I have the ability to let it go, to accept it and move on? So I think that all of that comes through this ability to connect to yourself. And so that's why I'm just a big believer in not just putting thought to it. You got to feel it. And when you can do that, I mean, I think about just goal setting. People struggle with setting goals and achieving goals because they can think about it, but are they feeling, what would that feel like? to achieve mm -hmm. that particular goal and motivate themselves and discipline themselves to do it because they know that feeling, they haven't even done it, but they already know what it's gonna mm -hmm. feel like to do it. Um, mm -hmm. To me, that's that combining the head and the heart to connect in order to, I just think it's transformative on so many levels. Yes, and we talk, you talked about letting go, letting go of feelings we don't want to feel. There's also the word, <laughs> I think you like words or playing with words um, like me. Uh, the, the, we were discussing about the difference between letting go and releasing. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's the same, but it feels different. It feel, I think, yeah, there is the difference. <laughs> you know, it's not my language, but releasing is like, yeah, releasing. It's mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, when you're sick, your body is going through a bit of a, a purging of, illness yeah. you know you're trying to get this whatever this energy is this sickness out of your body and i think it's the same thing with stress it's the same thing with anger sadness um there has to be there has to be a letting go or a release mm -hmm. period i think that feeling what you feel is important to define what it is and to learn from what it is and to grow but i think so many people have not really tapped into how do I then let go of this energy? Because it just, you know, it just builds on each other after a while. And I think that once you allow yourself to release, and there's different techniques and ways to do that, that you now can be more responsive than reactive to the world around you. So um, that is something that I just feel is uh, such, such an essential piece for me to remind myself. Am I responding versus reacting? And in order to do that, that response has to come from an open space of, okay, let's, let's think about this logically. Okay, something will upset me. I can watch something on the news and get upset and triggered by it, but am I gonna stay there and be reactive or am I gonna step, step back and take a wider view of it and be more responsive? So these are all things that I, again, as part of my daily practice work to stay connected to me in order to then be more connected to the world around me. Wow, this is amazing what you said about stepping back. 
-hmm. I would call it awareness. You step into awareness or so, or you become mm -hmm. aware of what's going on and then you, you make a choice. Yeah, whether to react or respond. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk about this stuff all day. This, this is, um, oh, yeah. yeah, this is literally uh, items that, you know, when I have sessions with people, we'll get into questions on just, you know, maybe they're telling a story about a traumatic period in their life. We'll want to connect to, okay, let's not just focus on the trauma Let's not just focus on the, the event, but let's talk about, okay, what did you learn from it? Why do you think it happened? Um, tell me about the people who might have been involved and how they might feel talking about it now. So again, taking a wider view of things and kind of taking that wider, you know, kind of take the focus, you know, not just like this, but expand it in all aspects of whether it's storytelling or just self-development, I think is crucial to allowing us to grow and to be better. Yes. Wow. You change your point of view. You change, change your life. You make a new choice. Yeah. Wow. Yep. This is really amazing. Oh, I recommend everyone who's listening now to uh, repeat, to, to put it on repeat, because there were was so many things in what you said. And now I want to know about your gifts and talents. Gifts and talents. Wow. Um, I think I'm really good at asking questions on the fly. You know, I, I've, I've gone into some story projects where I know literally nothing about the person's story, just through different circumstances. So I just basically come in with, what's your story about? And just that question alone is a way to kind of create an invitation for them to speak and to share. But My gift, I think, is to be able to listen really attentively. Again, AI, attention and intention, but to hear what you're saying, but then be like, ooh, I've got a question I want to ask them about that. And ooh, I, I want to follow up with that. But I can, I can park that question and I can save it and recall it without stopping you. Because I don't want to stop your flow of what you're saying and say, oh, Caroline, stop before you say that. I want to ask you something. Like, I don't do that. Um, I can take a simple question of what's your story about and we could literally fill an hour, 90 minutes, two hours because the questions will just keep coming. And I think that that's my ability to, again, to connect with people, to listen well, to ask good follow-up questions that lead us to different avenues of the story that maybe even the author hasn't thought about. So I'd say that's... Um, That's something that I have developed over the last five and a half years doing this work is just being a better listener, but also being able to ask good questions. I mean, I'll have people all the time being like, wow, that's a really good question. I'm like, I don't know where that came from, but it just, <laughs> it just came. Um, so I'd, I'd say those two things. You know, I, I said this before, I don't know if it's a gift because I think we are all born with it, but I think the ability to be kind and thoughtful and compassionate for people. I've done story projects that it's some hard material mm -hmm. and to be able to provide that space for people and for them to say, I've never shared this with anyone is an honor. Um, it's frankly something that I just, it, I just have, I'm just filled with gratitude to be able to share in that experience with people 
But that doesn't just come because I ask a question. It becomes because they feel trusting and safe with me. And so I take that very much to heart um, in how I show up. And I think that that kindness that people can feel without me saying, hey, Caroline, I'm Greg. Oh, by the way, I'm kind and I'm caring and you know you can trust me. Like, I don't say that. I just show up. And I think that yeah. people being able to feel that, again, that intention that I'm bringing is something that um, I, w- I would have to say is also a gift. But it takes mm-hmm. development. It's not something that just shows up. Like I think that, and that is something that I believe we all can strengthen like a muscle. Our empathy muscle, our compassionate muscles, our ability to show up for people takes work. It's hard sometimes, but I think that we are all programmed at birth to be loving and caring. So I think that um, it's, it's just like muscles. If you don't use it, you lose it. And I just, I get to use it every day. Oh, I love what you said. There was so much in it. For example, I witnessed this process when I, when I landed in your Zoom room and it was like weird because the whole book project for me was like an adventure. Mm-hmm. And what I realized or what I recognized is that I immediately opened up and this is what you named or yeah identified as trust people trust you in a very short period of time <laughs> during the yeah five minutes or so you established the connection and then we could work together like mm-hmm. you asked your questions and I was just <laughs> I don't know you did this exercise and I remember um, I remember it very well I watched the replay as well you provided me with the replay I had to rewatch it and then um, there were keywords I, I took from that like it was in, inspirational for me really and this is a gift and talent because there are people not trusting anyone no don't trust strangers or don't go with strangers yeah. <laughs> you were a stranger to me and it was just one meeting and we we um we created something we created something for me to to move on with my story and this is i'm i'm very grateful also for you like believing in me somehow to to finish this project so yeah you were really helpful thank you thank you thank you thank you now, what a kind thing to say question. oh i have one last question is about your offers and services we we heard of that before what you are doing helping people to to uh push out their story <laughs> to bring their story into life yeah, i yeah. don't know if, yeah you just I, i did it i did it with your help so i can talk about it go connecting with greg and then yeah but i want to hear it from you what are your promotional offers today for the inspired podcast community. Well, thank you for offering to allow me to share that. So I, I've gotten away from telling people that I help people write books because I feel like that puts me in a corner that I don't necessarily want to be in. Um, what I help do, and you did it very uh, eloquently, is I help birth stories. I help extract the energy of the story that could become a book that could become a blog, that could become a podcast, that could become anything that that delivery system is, but what's in it 
is the story. So that's what I'm the most concerned about um, or what I focus on. Um, my offer is one that really, I love to meet with people who have an idea of a story because what I want to do is motivate you to not just have this idea because too often times people will say, oh, people have been telling me for years I should write a book. And a lot of times I'll say, why, why haven't you started? And I'll get the long laundry list of reasons why. I want to take all those reasons and basically put them outside and say, I want you to take this idea and now feel into what this story means to you and see the possibilities of turning that idea into a decision to start writing. And that starting writing could be working with me of doing a story project that we could create a first draft together. Taking that beginning decision and then turning it into action that that action then turns into a finished product that could then be the result you're wanting, which is ultimately you want people to read your, your story. You want people to be touched and motivated. So <clears throat> I'm being very long winded here. I love to just learn what is your idea and then helping you see what is the end result that that idea can become. So I offer spark sessions for people and I offer them in 30 minute recordings. I also do 60 minute recordings. A 30 minute recording, which is typically about a 45 minute Zoom call is $99. Mm -hmm. An hour Zoom uh, recording, which is about 90 minutes total time is $199. Mm -hmm. Those are probably my simplest entry levels into us working together because we can take that spark session and turn it into a full on story project, which the range for that could be anywhere from my pricing is basically ninety nine dollars to nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine for an in person story project. So everything is customizable based on what the 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 author really needs. So, but I would say a spark session is just a great place to start, just to allow yourself to like what you did, just use your voice to sh tell me what is the story about, what is the idea for, what is this about, what is the purpose of this book that you want to write. Um, so much of that tells me so much of the story that's involved that helps you understand the why this is important. That is really what the spark session is. It's to create a spark. It's to get you motivated to take it, whether it's working with me or writing it yourself. Um, so that's really, in terms of an offer, that's probably the best place to start is a spark session, either 30 minutes or an hour with me. And then we just talk about the possibilities of where it can go from there. Yeah, it was really amazing to have that, <laughs> to have that experience. I will never forget, I tell you, because it was so, it was an adventure and a blessing at the same time. Yeah, no, it, it was, what we did was basically a spark session on this idea of uh, the chapter for this book and just meeting you and getting a chance to learn about you and, and feel your energy. Um, again, that spark is not just one way. I feel it too. So it's this reciprocal energy of connection that makes these projects so worthwhile. And um, really for me, it's, it's shining a light on the true artist that you are. Because when you express yourself openly and you feel just that energy of just all the different emotions of sharing, you know, excitement, happiness, sometimes sadness, um, there's, there's a wave that, that you tap into when you allow yourself. To me, that's art. That's no different than if I asked you a question but said, Caroline, instead of writing it, 
I want you to write a song or I want you to paint your answer. I want you to sculpt your answer. To me, your voice is your instrument. It's your tool of artistic expression. We're just unlocking it and unleashing it in a way that I, um, I really want people to experience. This is the best I've ever heard. Um, what did you say? Um, paint the answer or write, write a song. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that art, whatever your artistic expression is that mm -hmm. people are just naturally in inclined to do to me, it's, it's your art and it doesn't have to be something that is publishable or you put it at a gallery to sell or you post online to get likes to me, art mm -hmm. is that free flowing, allowing yourself to just get creative, to express without any worry of critique, especially within yourself. That's the space that we step into when we work together. And when I see people step into that space fully, like you did, um, it's, that's when I said, I get to experience awe throughout the day. And I get to see the best versions of people when they do that. To me, that's the joy that I get is to see you in that openness of expression that is effortless. And that mm -hmm. is you showing up as your best version of yourself. Wow. With the best intention <laughs> and attention. Yep. Wow. With attention and intention. Correct. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was so inspiring. Oh, thank you. you. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, me too. And reach out to Greg with the code INSPIRED. So we know you are coming to this podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, you Caroline. Wow.